robustness of cybersecurity. Here are your co-hosts and cybersecurity experts, Brian Horning, Reginald Andre, and Randy Bryan. What's up, everybody? How you guys doing? Feels like oh, a Monday. Man. I know. It definitely feels like a holiday. That was like the longest green room session we've ever done, uh, which means we can only roll for about 30 minutes today. So we got to start talking quick. Welcome to the Security Squawk podcast, where we discuss all things cybersecurity, how it relates to you, your life, your business, and what you can start doing to protect yourself. As you know, we don't charge for the show. There's no fee. All that we ask is you share our content, share it on social media. Uh, give us a rating on your favorite podcasting platform if you happen to listen to us. Uh, but you can catch us on YouTube at Security Squawk. You can catch us over on uh, Facebook as well. And guys, how was your holiday? Did you survive? I survived tubing, yes. Nice. <laughs> Water tubing, first time, and was holding on to my dear life. A lot of fun. Yeah, I, I saw your uh, post about that, man. It looked like you were um, getting beat beat to a pulp by that thing. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it was a good holiday, a uh, good 4th of July for everyone. We hope everyone listening and watching had a great uh, holiday as well. Uh, to our friends in the cybersecurity space, hopefully you're not dealing with any issues that may have cropped up over the weekend. Um, we got a lot to talk about. There's, uh, you know, this Move It thing has uh, really expanded to hit a lot of different organizations. So we're going to kind of update everybody on what's happening with Move It in a minute here. Uh, a big supplier for Apple uh, has purportedly been hit by ransomware, and the group is asking for seventy million in cool cash to get them help get them out of their jam. USAA had a pretty big data breach this week. We're going to jump into that, or yeah, it was this week, yeah, last week. Uh, and then we're going to update everybody on what Dallas is doing in the wake of, of their cyber attack. Some interesting information we'll touch on there briefly. Uh, and we'll dig into some of the larger data breaches that have happened here in 2023 since we're about at that halfway point. We're now in the second half of the year officially as we finished through June. And now we head into uh, the beginning of quarter three in the second half of the year. And uh, so far, 2023 has been the most active for cyber criminals in history. And that's only going to continue, in my opinion, uh, into the next uh, 18 months at least. Uh, as we're going to see with our example with the city of Dallas, I think there's a lot of businesses out there, not just governments. You can lump a lot of U.S. cities and municipalities into, and probably even our federal government in, in some areas of the federal government anyway. Um, they're just not prepared for this stuff. And we're going to talk about that with Dallas, but you, you could probably, a lot of the things we'll talk about with Dallas, you could probably apply to a lot of businesses in the U.S. just in general. So, all right, guys, here we go. TSMC. Randy, why don't you take it away since I just talked a lot and I need to stop talking? Um, 
what's going on with TSMC? Who are they first off? And uh, what kind of a jam are they in? Muted. You're muted. You sound great, though. You sound great, but you're muted. Sorry about that. Uh, TSMC is the largest. Uh, this particular kind of chip that they provide is basically, they're like the largest provider of that. And, and it literally runs, their chips literally run almost everything. We Because like, if you remember back, um, during like 2021, 2022, when we had like supply chain issues for cars. Why do we have supply chain issue for cars? Because these guys, TSMC, had to shut down during the lockdown, the lockdowns in Taiwan. And their, their whole thing is like hundreds of thousands of dollars an hour. And they can't just shut down and then ramp right back up. It's a long story, but bottom line, you never shut down. It affected the entire world. Um, so now um, it looks like there's a ransomware, but there are some pretty uh, interesting details to it. So Lockbit is saying, hey, we hacked TSMC and we're, uh, you know, we're in and we're going to get a ton of money out of this. We're going to bring the whole world to its knees. And TSMC is saying, no, nah, they did not hack us. They actually hacked one of our suppliers, um, which is not a good thing, but it's still a thing, especially with um, the way that TSMC does business. They use um, what Toyota invented. It's called just-in-time manufacturing, which means when they have an order of a thousand chips, they're about to roll out this order, probably be more like a million for them. They call so-and-so supplier down the road and say, hey, we got an order of a million chips. We need a, we need a million wafers. Uh, you know, for those chips, so wafer boards. So if you can bring them on over. So when a supplier gets hacked, it has the potential for disrupting the entire workflow, which can affect the entire world economy. This is one of those companies that is critical to so many things that we do in life. I'm pretty sure um, you, you referenced Apple earlier. I'm pretty sure you were referring to this. They supply stuff to Apple um, it's a big, it's a big deal. What's, uh, what's going on here, regardless if it's TSMC or one of their, uh, suppliers. Yeah. So they were hit with Lockbit ransomware and they, they are coming out claiming that they have hacked TSMC. Um, uh, and, and they want a ransom of, uh, de they're demanding $70 million by August 6th, or they're going to leak a considerable considerable amount of sensitive data so andre i gotta ask you do you believe them do you think they're gonna get that much no i think lockbit is is um exaggerating as far as how much they think they're gonna get now keep in mind that tmmc is a 73 billion dollar company so you know that's what one percent 73 million if my c level uh education is there but um, I think that's just to start at a high number. That's obviously headlines, making headlines for, uh, for people to talk about it and to put the pressure. But um, I, it'll be negotiated down offline. But I don't think they're going to, they're gonna, you know, it's a high number. Yeah, it's a high number. And, <clears throat> you know, it's, uh, I remember, every, it seems like a lot of times when Apple's involved, um, They 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 ask for these exorbitant amounts of, of money just because they know hey you're you're in the supply chain for Apple we're gonna 
try to try to use that to to our advantage and try to get paid way more than you know we should ever be asking um so we see that a lot here so i think the number is sensationalized a little bit um yeah they have ransomware um but i guess we'll see what happens here i mean andre or, or uh, randy you can both can chime in here are you advising them or if you were advising them to pay the ransom not pay the ransom hold off until august 6 what are you guys advising in this situation well like a, an attorney would say it depends <laughs> it depends on what the data is if this is um trade secrets if this is designs this is something that can be sold off then it may be for consideration uh but if it's uh general information that could uh, that's not going to affect them long term. Then, then I would hold off, especially since we know that uh, you know how did they get in? Was it a supplier? Um, are they more likely to do what is called double extortion? That even if you did, you know, pay, but then they go behind you and then try to sell it anyways. So it really depends. It does depend, and I would say it also depends, like <clears throat> on whether or not you've actually gone ahead and figured out this stuff ahead of time. Like Andre rattled off a bunch of things there. Um, these are conversations you should be having well, well ahead of the, the, the event, right? So the time to decide whether you're ever going to pay the ransom, what circumstances would you consider it? What can, are you, you know, are you just the type of person who's like, I'm never going to pay the ransom. And that's my expectation. If I ever do get ransomware, I expect to not have to pay it or have to get out of it. Well, you have to figure out what are all the different ways they can make money off of you if you happen to get ransomware and you're a victim of, of uh, data exfiltration. Um, any thoughts on, on that, Randy, besides what Andre and I said? Well yeah, um, I, and I was muted again when I said it. Sorry. But um, yeah, so we still haven't exactly clarified who's being affected here because TSMC is saying it's one of their suppliers and Lockbit saying it's TSMC. Um, so that's something they're going to have to also settle as as well. And yeah, and I would just agree with what, with what y'all said, especially what Andre said. I mean, if we're talking trade secrets here, that could be pretty devastating. So I think this is one to really watch because a gigantic, gigantic proportion of the world's economy is tied to this company because of the semiconductor uh, chips that they make. So something we definitely want to keep keep our eye on. Sad thing is I could see the decision makers in the round table right now. If it's trade secrets, let's negotiate. If it's customers information, if it's employees information, ah. You know, don't pay it. Screw them. Yeah. It'll all get leaked eventually, right? <laughs> exactly. Yikes. Yeah, so we'll see what happens here. We'll update everybody for sure in our next episode and make sure that uh, we follow up and let you know what they end up paying and, and what they're doing. Is this, this is wild. So little bit under the radar with this one, guys, but Texas AG reports more than 2,500 customers exposed in USAA data breach. Um, the data breach has exposed 
what they're calling a limited number of USAA members, personal information, the company reported in a letter to affected customers last week. The data was reportedly exposed from December 20th, 2022 to May 18th, 2023. The USAA has not given an exact figure for the locations of customers affected by the data breach. According to the Texas Attorney General's Office, 2,726 USAA customers in Texas were compromised in the breach and had not been notified of the exposure. Randy, you can expand on what that means. And as of Tuesday, June 27th, USAA has begun notifying affected customers as of Wednesday, June 28th. USAA spokesperson Andrew Femas said in a statement to MISA, or my San Antonio, customers compromised by the data breach will be given a two-year membership of Experience Identity Works program in an effort to mitigate and resolve identity threat. That. Hey, they've upgraded it to two years. It used to only be yeah. one year. Man, I think I already have like eight consecutive two-year memberships on top of each other right now. So what do I do? You can't stack them. Sorry. So here's the here's the... The, the meaty part of, of what happened in this event. So I'm just going to cut right to it and then we'll open it up for discussion. An investigation revealed that a limited number of call center representatives employed by a third party service contracted by the San Antonio based insurance and banking giant improperly shared their USAA access credentials with unauthorized inter individuals. The notice reads, the letter was posted to the website for the Vermont Attorney General's Office Security Breach Notice website on Thursday, June 22nd. So we're talking like a week old. I mean, yes, this happened a while ago, uh, but it's a week old that they're coming out with all of this. They're getting their story straight. They're uh, notifying the correct people in each state. Um, USAA obviously is a national uh is a national company and they are uh, going to probably feel the wrath of this from a lot of state attorney generals because it sounds like they missed a lot of breach reporting deadlines. And R Randy, uh, you can kind of expand on what they had to do in Texas, but it seems like they also messed up when it comes to some other states as well. Um, and then we'll jump into the third party uh, part. But what, what, what do they got to do in the state of Texas and how quickly do they have to do it? I'm not sure of the exact timeline, but in Texas, there is a requirement as well for um, for companies to report data breaches. Um, I would assume it's immediately, but to support uh, to uh, report it to the state, um, it is a law here. I did want to make one comment on. The whole credit monitoring thing. If you're watching right now, um, personally, I almost consider that a joke. Just go and lock down your credit. Go lock down your credit, put a pin on it. No one can use it. No one can steal your identity because it'll be locked down. It'll have a pin on it. When you go to get a loan, you just put in your uh, your pin. You can unlock it, get your loan, and then lock it back down. Um, I think that it's not really much of an offering to offer credit monitoring. Um, you know, I don't know. That really bugs me. Um, but anyway, um, and that was another pe peculiar thing, going back to what you said, um, was that we're, we're hearing from 
a state attorney general already about this. So this has the potential to be a huge mess um, and, and to end up with a lot of lawsuits. So. No, oh, yeah. I have a question because it's saying that this the call center representatives improperly shared their credentials with unauthorized individuals. For me, does that sound more like sharing or did they sell it? <laughs> exactly. Well, who knows, right? But, you know, this is why we're talking about this because right. we discuss this whole thing where if you're going to ask me, we went through all the, all the statistics on the last show and third party, while it is not one of the more popular vectors for breaches, we're seeing it all over the place. Like yep. when you go for cyber insurance today, they want to know, do you have a third party risk assessment process in your business? It's a yep. question that they ask. They want to know, are you evaluating your partners and vendors for their cybersecurity practices, or do they even care? Now, clearly that wasn't going on here with USAA, right? They had no idea that this third party that they contracted services with for a call center was sharing access credentials with unauthorized individuals or selling them or doing whatever, right? So, you know, it's on USAA to figure out Hey, this call center that we're using, what are the, what's their security like? What are they what are they doing to make sure that you know our usernames and passwords are protected? Um, you know, there's a lot of different things that you need to evaluate there and you need to figure out. Um, and clearly USAA didn't do it. And but you know, based on even our podcast last week, the statistics that we showed on the show. There's not a lot of businesses that are paying attention to this right now. And it's a huge, huge weakness for a lot of people, uh, for a lot of organizations, a lot of businesses, cybersecurity. It wasn't that long ago we looked into, um, I believe it was a, a bank that had not properly vetted its third party vendors from a security standpoint, and they were getting fined. There had not even been a breach yet. Um, that we're going to see that more and more just kind of adding on to what you were saying, Brian, we're going to see that more and more. Um, and that's a, that's kind of a big deal. Like we need to vet our third party vendors. We need to make sure that they have security processes in place. Did this company that USAA used and let into their system, did they have proper procedures in place? Like when somebody was off boarded to delete access to those credentials and things like that, and then, yes, going all the way back to what Andre said just a second ago, when you read through the part when they mentioned sharing, I mean, I got all hackled up over that because, one, sharing is a nice word, you know, um, and I don't think they, I don't know, did they do it in a nice way? Was there a breach? Did they sell it? Um, did someone call up and pretend to be a USA employee? and got access like i really want to know how that improper sharing took place and what happened there right yeah it could it could be a lot of different things you know they could have <clears throat> cyber criminals are that good today where they could have researched enough to figure out that this third party co company is you know their client is usaa and we're going to try to go after them and in turn try to get to usaa through them 
perfectly feasible and we see it all the time. So anything else you want to add to this, Andre? Last thoughts before we nope. move on? Cool. So City of Dallas, uh, if everybody remembers, City of Dallas uh, had a cyber attack. Um, and they now have just recently announced that they have invested $4 million in a system aimed at preventing future cyber attacks. And I got a lot of questions about this $4 million system because, God, it sounds like they invested. I mean, I don't know what the system is, but it, I mean, hopefully it's really not a system and it's just Fox 4 just really summarizing what the heck is going on here. But we are going to dissect what this article says and try to make sense of it. Um, so first thing that makes my hair stand up is the word system. There's no silver bullet. There's no system that is going to prevent a future cyber attack. And the whole way that the city, it, it seems like to me that this city, after going through a horrific event, is basically being sold. And I don't want to say it's snake oil, but just the language that they're using when they're basically going to act like that they're going to prevent something from happening in the future when the reality of it is, is that they should be preparing for an event to happen. And yes, they're going to try to do things to defend against it. They're using very strong language throughout this article that basically like we're we, you know, we're going to do everything we can to never have to live through an event like this again. Unfortunately, um, you know, I'm here to tell you that that could be a battle that's going to be really hard to win in the long run, especially for a city like Dallas. Um, agree with that, guys, before I move on? Yeah, it's definitely a false hope um, because it's not it's not, you know, we always say it's not if it's when. Right. So I'm going to be surprised when um, after this four point. $4 million is spent and there's a business email compromise or whatever, what's going to be that um, IT company's uh, response? Right. And, you know, we're, we're also suggest suggesting on the regular to people that you put 1% to 3% of your gross revenue yearly budget into cybersecurity. Um and if you do the math, um, so they have apparently like a $3.8 billion, maybe $4 billion budget, give or take. The $4 million comes out to 0.00111%. So we're not even, we're talking like a, like a hundredth of a percent instead of, or a tenth of a percent instead of 1%. And that's a pretty small amount. Yeah. What are, what are they what are they buying are they buying some like ai machine that can protect them um or are they doing full stack cybersecurity? like it doesn't you know, sound like it so let's the cost alone of that would be more probably so than let's, let's 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 read another sentence the city council the city council's plan for a detection system comes two months after Dallas was, was hit by a ransomware attack. So when you're saying full-fledged cybersecurity, I'm thinking from soup to nuts, you know, identify, mm -hmm. detect, you're right, and then we'll protect, detect, respond, and recover, right? They're just 
they're not even talking about protection here. It sounds like they're just talking about detection. Like, like we'll tell you if somebody's in here and we'll try to get them out if they're in. That, that, that even, like, the more I read, the more I'm like, holy, like, it sounds like a waste of $4 million. Mm-hmm. Um, the attack in early May carried out by a group known as Royal took down city systems, including police and fire dispatch courts, online payment systems, the Dallas Public Library, and Dallas Animal Service, among others. Um, <clears throat> there's a company that's going to provide uh, over the next three years to stop any cyber threat. And this agreement is an upgrade from the nearly $900,000 Dallas invested in early May, just a week before the ransomware attack, which that's interesting. Um, And basically this company is going to provide the city with a detection option for devices like servers and workers' computers. So they're basically going to monitor and detect. So basically, they they bought a sock for $4 million. Yeah, which comes comes out to, or apparently this is all about the ones, man. Comes out to 111,000. Well, it's 111, 111.1111111. It's basically 111,000 and some change. Per month for a city this big. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I don't want to get into all of it because I don't want to get accused of slandering of this company, but I don't know what they got for 111,000. It seems like the tools alone would cost more than that. I found I'm on their city of Dallas website. So authorize a three year purchase agreement for software subscription for the visualization of network servers, workloads, including network traffic, visualization vulnerability assessment and external threat management that's not what this i mean that's not those services that you just said there and i'm sure that's what they they're paying for Mm -hmm. that's not detection that's identify everything you talked about there is identifying assets identifying you know modeling showing you you know your traffic showing you where things they so dallas doesn't even know where stuff's at like they don't even have that accurately like they don't have their assets managed and they don't have things accurately mapped out so this is not a detection system and this is not going to stop shit like the city of dallas just you know they're 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 their people should be really upset that this amount of money was spent on just this because you need to do more and you need to spend more on the rest of the the pie like you you only have one piece here well he did read at the end of that though that said they were going to didn't you didn't you say monitor network traffic oh i closed it sorry what what did you say no i closed it sorry oh it it said external threats or external vulnerabilities or something like that so 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 it sounds like they're getting something like, you know, like you said, a sock, a sock that has an agent and they're putting it on all the machines. And, and the they're, sock but they're not doing, they're awesome. not doing any response and they're not doing any right. remediation. And, and, and just, it's a and four just, million, it's a $4 million risk assessment. Well, and just detecting 
Well, this is monthly. It's over 36 months. I mean, just detecting, though, like, oh, hey, we see ransomware on the XYZ VM server. Or, 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 or hey, we see that you have machines that aren't patched. That's I mean, all they do. Huh. Yeah. Well, the the news is the news. Yeah. And if the news was the company saying that we hired uh, a malware stop it all costs well, I guess, I machine, guess, I guess that's, that's like uh, the point of why I wanted to talk about this, right? Because what Andre read us and what was depicted in the news article on Vox 4 are two completely different things. Right. And that just exactly. goes to show you the level of people don't know what they're reading or what they're looking at when it comes to cybersecurity, which is quite frankly why you don't see a lot of action in government and in Washington around this stuff because they don't know what this stuff means. This is just words on a page to them. And it's like, I have no idea what this means. You got Fox Four basically singing to the to the people in Dallas saying, look, they, they're taking care of the problem. They got this whole like system that's going to prevent cyber attacks. When Andre and, and Randy and I read what has actually been purchased by the city of Dallas, um, it, it's not even something that's designed to prevent cyber attacks. It's just something design, designed to tell you, here's where all your issues are and where your gap is from actually being protected from ransomware and cyber criminals. So Randy, if you got a drop, we can drop, we can end the show. We can always talk about move it next week because there's going to be more move it victims next mm -hmm. week. And that's the only point we really didn't get to uh, this week on the show, which is lots more victims with the move it issue. Um, and it's a big problem. Lots of businesses are businesses are being attacked. Lots of data is being stolen and we'll tap into it next week with, with what happened in the last seven days and probably what's going to happen over the next seven days as the victim list just keeps growing and growing. So, Randy, I know you got to drop any last words before we end the show. All good, Andre? Nope, we're good, man. All right, we'll see everyone next week. Remember, share our show. We'll bring you the goods next week. Take care, everyone. Bye-bye.